So, first of all, today's learning should be Lizech Anishras or Moshe Ben Nachman Alevi and Rav Meir Ben Ramosha Baruch. And this is the last day of the Yaakov and Shagafai Valevi, Sarli Bashal Svich, on Pesach, the Rabbis of Ashur, Rav Ben Arbach. So, we're up to Daf Samach Bez, Samach Gimel Amid Bez. No, 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 no. Some came home at this. Some came home at this. Yeah. I thought I got for a second. I was like, oh, I prepared the wrong daf. So the Gemara says like this. Um, you started. No, it's Amri. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I read the wrong. Uh, you prepared the wrong daf? No, 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 no. I just I opened up the wrong page. Apologies. Samach Bez Amid Bez. We are up to. Um, okay. The Gemara says four lines from the bottoms. Four, uh, five lines from the bottom. Actually, by the way, it's funny, actually, because when I was opening up the Gemara, I was like, I couldn't find exactly the starting point. I was like, I know the daf. I couldn't. Samach Bez, Amid Bez. Whoa. Uh, okay, just to review. The Gemara said, how do I know that, um, how do I know that this kefil is noyig, both by animals and non-animals, meaning kefal is knowing by everything, by inanimate objects and animals. So the Gemara said it's a klal upratu klal. It says, I'll call dvar pesha as a klal, I'll shor, I'll chamar, I'll seh, I'll salma as a prat, I'll call aveda as a klal, klal upratu klal. It includes to all animals. The only thing it excludes is it excludes karka, it excludes avodim because they don't have karka, it excludes shtaris that don't have an intrinsic value, and it excludes hegdish. Okay. So the Gemara, that's what we're up to. We're up to about six lines from the bottom. Imaha prat mefurish. Okay, so the Gemara said like this. So the source, so again, kefal applies to anything stolen, and it's from this klalu prat to klal. The Gemara says, I have a different klalu prat to klal. Imaha prat mefurish davrish nevlose metama bimagu mamasa. Af kol davrish nevlose metama bimagu mamasa. Avul oifes loy. What are the animals that are specified in the Pasuk? Se, shar, chamar, and se. All of those have a uniqueness is that they're animals and their bodies contaminate when they're dead. But you know what doesn't contaminate? A bird. Uh, at least not all birds contaminate. They, and even the birds that do contaminate, only kosher birds contaminate and you have to swallow it. But touching a bird is never a tummy. So maybe there's no kefel if you stole a bird because the specifications of the pasuk are by animals that have tumma. So the Gemara says, okay, w- w- what's your point? It's to exclude birds. Why? Because it says shar, chamar, and seh. You know what it also says in the Pasuk? Salma, which is a blanket. So, you, you, a salma, a blanket. Cloak. No, the point is, you're telling me that kefal only applies, maybe. Kefal should only apply to animals and not birds because the Pasuk specifies animals that have tumma but not birds. It also specifies a blanket. You see, it applies to everything. <laughs> so the Gemara says, wait a minute. It says a blanket. So how could you say that the Pasuk is excluding birds? It says it by a blanket. So the Gemara says, no. Amri, anon bibalichayim kamrinan. This is how you look at a klal pratu klal. You have the klal, which is any item. You have the second klal, any item. And then you have the prat, which is shar, chamar, set, and salma. We don't look at it as you take all of them together and say, well, what's a common denominator? You sort of separate them. There's the animal section of the prat, and then there's the non-animal. The blanket covers the non-animal. But the animal section is shar, chamar, and set. It should exclude birds. That's how you look at it. You sort of you sort of break up the klal prat to klal into sort of subcategories. That within the prat, there's the non-inanimate objects. That's including anything similar to a blanket. And then there's 
the Sharcha Marvase, which is the animal. It has to be an animal similar to that. Meaning we don't look at it as it, it's covering all the bases to include everything. Maybe you should look at it as there's the Kalal has an animal section of it. And the animal section is to exclude birds. That's what the Gemara says. Because it says Shar and Hamar, and, 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 which, which exclude birds. Shar and Hamar are Metama. So the Gemara says, Davashin of Osai Omri, Anon Bebali Chaim Kamrinon. Ema Bebali Chaim, Davashin of Osim Tamago Masa in, Davashin of Osim Tamasa Loy. Daho Kolchad Vachad, Klalu Prat Baape Nafshe Dashina. We look at it as a separate Klalu Prat. But to exclude birds. So how do I know that birds are included in kefal? Meaning, how do I know that if you steal a bird and you're caught, you have to pay double? But if everything's included in kefal, so why Because the, the Gemara is sort of looking at it is that there's different categories. There's the blankets, which cover inanimate objects, and it has to be similar to that. And then there's the animal section, which is, has to be similar to animals. Because, because then why would the Pasuk write anything? If the Pasuk just means to include every item under the sun, then write nothing, right? Huh? No, the point is, let's say, my father's point is, it's trying to cover everything. If it meant to cover, if it meant to cover everything on God's green earth, it wouldn't make any specifications. But you said Karaka and all these things. The answer is, Hashem doesn't want it to cover everything. So he starts listing items, and it's got to be similar to that. So that's movable, excluding Karaka. The point is, my father's saying, oh, oh, well, it, it mentions blankets that should cover all animals. No, the blankets are meant to say that there are items that are inanimate that has to be similar to a blanket, excluding certain things, as we'll see in a moment. But then the animal section, because there are three animals in the animal section, it's got to be similar to those three, which would exclude a bird. The Gemara says, how do I know, basically, how do I know to include birds in Kefal? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you. If the, if the, if the Pasuk meant to exclude birds, it wouldn't have to say all the animals. If the Pasuk just meant to say that it has to be similar to exclude birds, you know what it would say? One animal. Pick one animal, let's say Hamar, and it's got to be similar to Hamar. Birds are not similar to Hamar. Boom. The fact that the Pasuk said, Shar, Hamar, Se, it's listing, boom, boom, boom. It's saying... It's not just those animals, it's every animal. Okay, so the Gemara says, so the, the way I know that it's birds is because the Pasuk wrote multiple specifications. If it meant to exclude birds, it would have just written one, like one blanket, one animal. So the Gemara said, well, which one would it have written? You're saying that the Pasuk could have chosen to write one, it chose to write three to include birds. Well, which one could it have written, rendering the other two unnecessary to include birds. So we've had this a couple of recent, a couple of days ago. Which one do you want it to write? If it just wrote ox, you can't just write ox because ox is a kosher animal that's brought on the mizbeach. Ox is an animal that is brought as a carbon. So maybe it's to only include animals that are brought on the carbon. But a donkey would not be included. So you can't just write ox. So you say, okay, Shane carbon loy. And he said, okay, just write donkey. The problem is, donkey has peter chamar, right? That you redeem the firstborn donkey. Maybe that's why there's kefal. The point is, you, you were saying that the Pasuk could have written one, and it wrote two to tell you to include birds. It couldn't have written one. Each one on its own is not inclusive enough. Shein hegdish b'chari loy. So Gemara says, I'll tell you why. It could have written shar and chamar. It did not have to write se. The third one is unnecessary. The se, the sheep. Because the shar covers all animals that are brought on the mizbech. The chamar covers all donkeys. It was unnecessary to write seh. The seh is to include birds. The Gemara says, Amri, 
It's from the word se. Here's the problem. You're going to tell me birds are included from the word se. The word sheep is to include uh, birds as well. Then only include kosher birds. A sheep is a kosher animal. Then only include kosher birds. You're right. It is. It does include birds. It includes chickens. It includes, I'll tell you why, in halacha, a kosher bird and a non-kosher bird have a difference. And that is if you eat a kosher bird, your body is tameh. And you're and, and you're metama, your clothing, If you eat a non-kosher bird, you are not tame. You're over the iser of eating a non-kosher bird. So the point is, if se is to include birds, it should be similar to a se, and a se is a kosher animal. So it should include only kosher birds, which have the stringency of tuma. So the Gemara says. Uh, I agree that a suck could include birds, but it should only include kosher birds. The which are similar to sheep, in that that they're kosher, and the and the carcass of a kosher bird contaminates you when you eat it, so it has a stringency. But how do I know to include an eagle? If you steal an eagle, how do you know you pay double? So you have a klal klal. And you want to include birds as well. The problem is, I could only, with all the shikl tire, with all the shakavataria, I could only get you kosher birds. I cannot get you non kosher birds. How do you know the non kosher birds are included in uh, kefal? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, there is no klal pratiklal. Throw all this out. Kol rabiyuhu. The word kol, kol avida, kol includes everything. That's the answer. We had this recently. The word kol cancels a klaloprataklal and it just includes everything. Because klaloprataklal is starting to minimize. You see, the klaloprataklal is very nice, but then it's got to be similar to this, it's got to be similar to that. The word kol overrides klaloprataklal and it says, we're not making klaloprataklal, we're just including everything with kol. Now, here's the problem. We had this mama same shakvatari a couple days ago. Here's the problem. Cancels the klaloprataklal. Here's the problem. By meiser, it doesn't. By meiser, like separating mice or tithes, you have a klal pratiklal and you have the word bakol. So you see the word kol, or in that case, bikol, does not cancel the klal pratiklal. So the said, wait a minute. Anytime the Pasuk uses the word kol, it's to include everything and it cancels the minimization, the minimal, minimizing of the klal pratiklal. That's not true. But Gabi Meiser, when it comes to Meiser, Dixiv Kol, it says the word kol by meiser, and yet, kardarshin and prat, we still have a klal prat to klal, and the kol doesn't cancel it to tanya. V'nasata kesev The Pasuk says, you shall give, this is referring to what could you spend your money on for meiser sheni. Meiser sheni has holiness that it's supposed to be eaten in Yerushalayim. If you can't make it to Yerushalayim, you could transfer the holiness onto cash. And this Pasuk is referring to what could you spend your money on. So the Pasuk says, chol Anything you want. Notice the word kol. So the word kol should include everything. Keep going. Klal. Babakar batzon b'yayin v'sheicher. Animals, wine, and, and beer. Prat. B'chol asher tishman and avshecha. Again, b'chol. Klal. So, klal u'pratu klal. Because of a klal. Klal u'pratu klal. Yadon echen aprat. Mephorish prima priva gudu l'karka. Avkol prima priva gudu l'karka. The klal u'pratu klal is that it has to be something that grows and that comes from something larger. So that would exclude water and truffles. Whatever it is. And salt. The point is, those are three things you can't buy with meiser. But the point is, you have a klal u'pratu klal and you have the word bakol. Right? Uh, the word bakol doesn't cancel it. Why not? I thought the word kol, or in this case, bikol, should cancel a klal pratuklal and include everything. The answer is, Omri bikol klala kol rabuyu. The answer is they're not the same word. Kol is inclusive. Bikol is part of a klal pratuklal. That's answer number one. The Iba is same, or a second answer. Kol klalahu. 
very, very simple. What's our shock of Atari over here? We have a klal, a practical klal, which would exclude, <coughs> which would not include, not exclude, it would not include non-kosher birds for kefil. So we said, nah, I'll tell you why. The word kol just includes everything. It cancels the klal, a practical klal. But the word bakol doesn't. So the first answer is kol and bakol are different. Second answer is over here, the word kol is specifically <coughs> inclusive. Why? <coughs> we had a klalu pratu klal by kefal, which was, um, uh, the, I think it was from, from the end of yesterday's daf, al kol dvar pesha, al shor hamar rasav al sama, and then, and, uh, in the beginning of those parshias of kefal, there's another klalu pratu klal. So if this second part is meant to be a klalu pratu klal, it would have just been put together. There's two klal and pratu klals by kefal. If this second section of a blanket, al-shar, al-chamar, al-seh, al-sama, is meant to be its own klalu pratu klal, why would I need two? Put it all together. The fact that, the, therefore, the Pasuk is telling you, the word kol tells you, don't do a klalu pratu klal. I, the word kol, sometimes doesn't cancel a klalu pratu klal. Over here we're canceling klalu pratu klal because there's another klalu pratu klal in the beginning of the parasha. So if the Pasuk meant by listing she, se, salma, chamar, vishar as part of a klalu pratu klal, it would have been in the beginning of the parasha. The fact that the Pasuk splits it up, it's saying, this is not a klalu pratu klal. Kol, it's ribuy. What those words tell you will darshan in a second. But do not darshan klalu pratu klal. Not because, meaning the kol cancels the klalu pratu klal. Not because it always does that. In this case, it does it because we have another klalu pratu at the beginning of the parsha. So why would I need two? Though that, that's why the kol is canceling it because we're inclined to cancel it anyway. Because why would I need two klalu pratu klals? The Gemara says, I'll tell you. Mihti, miu kol Over here, the word kol cancels the klal pratikal. Why? Because mihti, let's analyze this. Ksiv meikara klal pratikal. There's another klal pratikal in the same parsha. It says, ki din ishal reyeyu. Right, you give him something to watch. Klal. Kesef akelim prat. Lishmar hadavikalal. That's a klal pratikal in the same parsha. So why do I need a second one? Vihisal kataita chayyal kol devar peshanami luchal pratu das. And if you think that this second klal pratikal, that this should be darshan as a second klal pratikal, then what do I need two for? Nichtav rachmana lahani prati gabehechel klal prat. Put it all together. Hashem should put them all in one pasuk. The fact al kol devar peshan lomeli. Therefore, the word kol lishmami no ribuyu. Therefore, this kol is saying, do not make a second klalu pratu klal. But generally, kol doesn't cancel it, but over here it does because we're more inclined to cancel anyway, because why do I need both? So now the Gemara says, okay, so there is no klalu pratu klal. Kol just includes everything. So now, why does the Pasuk say, shar, chamar, se, and salma? There's no longer being used to darshan klalu pratu klal. What are they for? And this goes back to what we said yesterday. The Gemara says, hashta da amr kol ribuyu, kol hani pratu lamali. What do you darshan with all them? This is what you darshan. Chalimute karka. One of the three animals to exclude land. There is no land for, there's no kefil by land. One is to exclude avadim, which we had yesterday, but we were darshaning it. No, because avadim are telling you to be similar to karka, are, are included. Throughout Shas, you're saying? I actually think it's a machlegas tanoyim whether avadim are considered like karka. This would bring a raya that it's actually not. We don't have a klal pratiklal anymore because there's one in the beginning of the parasha. The word kol canceled the klal pratiklal. Once the word kol canceled the klal pratiklal, the word shar, chamar, and sen salma are no longer being darshaned. So how do you darshan them? So now they're being used for the same drasha, by the way, the same drasha that we would have used for the klal pratiklal, we're using these. It's the same. It's just not as uh, restrictive as a klal pratiklal. 
The same Kala Prat was Maha Prat Mufurish, Yatu Karka, Yatu Avadim, Yatu Hegdish. It's the same thing, it's just not in the context of a Kala Prat So we could include more animals and we could be more inclusive. So it says, Chalimute Karka, Chalimute Avadim, Chalimute Shtaris. Again, also, okay. Now, what about Salma? That's the fourth one, the blanket. That excludes things that do not have simonim. There is no kefal if there is no simonim. That I think we'll talk about mm-hmm. later. That's an interesting halacha. And Al-Kol Aveda. What does the Pasuk Al-Kol Aveda teach you? That's the teaching of Chibar Abba, Rav Yechnon. Go to the next page. If, let's say, I give you, uh, let's say you find a lost object, okay? There's a concept called the Toyin Tainis Ganef, which is I give you an item to watch, and then I say, can I have it back? And you say, it was stolen. And I say, swear, and you swear it was stolen, and then you're proven to be a liar, you pay kefil. It's called the Toyin Tainis Ganef. Rav Chibarabba says that Toyin Tainis Ganef applies by Aveda as well. Meaning, if you find a lost object, and I say, hey, I'm the owner, can I get it back? You're like, oh, I was stolen. And I say, you swear? You swear. And then you're found to be a liar, you pay kefil. Why? Al kol eveda. That's how he tarshins. That toin tan is ganav applies to Hashem eveda as well. Mishan tashem kevul shenemer al kol eveda asheyoyma. Okay. Vaiter. Tanan hasam. It says in the Mishnah, heichon pikedunu. Let's say I go to a shomer chinam and I say, hey, can I have? I give you my watch to watch. Oh, stupid. I give you my table to watch. I keep on doing that. I give my table to watch and I say, hey, can I have my uh, my table back? So I'm really avad. You say it was lost. Now there is no. Hatoyin Tainas Ganef, which has the Indian of Kefel, does not apply in this case because this is not Hatoyin Tainas Ganef. You claim it was stolen. Over here, you didn't claim it was stolen. You claim an Oynas happened that it was lost, not due to your negligence. Right? There's Gneva and Aveda. Hatoyin Tainas Ganef pays Kefel, but not Hatoyin Tainas Ovad. So if I go to Gavin, I give him my table, and I say, hey, can I get it back? And you're like, it was uh, is lost. I say, stolen? No, no, not stolen. Lost. What happened? A crazy storm came and a a tornado came and blew it away. Turned out to be a liar. You don't pay kefil. Why? There is no kefil for a toin tainis ovad. It's toin tainis ganav. You have to claim it was stolen. Oh yeah. By the way, because I think it's 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 harder to prove. Because when you say it's lost, you have to prove that it was lost in a way. You have to claim it was lost in a way of non-negligence. I think easier just say thief. You feel like it's just easier. But you're right. It's, it's dumber. They, they don't know halacha. <laughs> they, don't know, they don't know halacha. So the Gemara says, you say it was lost and not stolen. Right now you have to swear. Part of a toin tanis gana for a toin tanis ovad. Well, I haven't done anything since you got up. A toin tanis gana for a toin tanis ovad is you have to swear falsely. So one of the ways of swearing falsely is you could either swear under oath or I could say, I say, you swear to me? And you say, Amen. Amen, that's accepting an oath. So you say, I swear it was lost. But the Edom come forward and prove that you were the one who actually took it. Mishalim is a Karen, you pay Karen. You don't pay Kefal because it wasn't a Toyin Tainus Ganef, it was Toyin Tainus Ovad. Now, let's say instead of having Edom disprove you, you were proven, you admitted yourself. Mishalim Kerem, the Choymish, the Osham. Yeah, this is actually an interesting thing. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. So if a, there's a concept called Toyin Tainis Ganef, which is you give a shomer an item, you say, can I have it back? He claims it was stolen. He lies under oath, and then he claims to be, he's proven to be false. He has to be careful. All our Mishnah said is there is no Toyin Tainis Ganef in this case, because you didn't claim it was stolen, you claimed it was lost. 
That's it. Now, if, let's say, instead of being disproved by witnesses, he just comes forward, he's like, I feel guilty, I, I lied, I lied under oath. Then he has to pay Karen. He also has to pay Chaymesh and an Asham, because um, there's a special Xeris HaKasav, that when you lie under oath and you admit it yourself, you bring an Asham and a Chaymesh. So if people disprove you and prove you're a liar, no Chaymesh and Asham. But for admitting your fault, Chaymesh and Asham. I don't, it's interesting. I, it's a very strange thing because normally you're right, but uh, that, that's the halacha. Okay, that's called Tayyantainis Ovad. Now let's go to Tayyantainis Ganif. Hey, Chan Bigduni, I go to Gavin, I say, Where's my table that I left for you to watch? Amr Nignav, he says it was stolen. Mashbiachane, I say, You swear? Amr Ahmed, he says, Yes, I swear. Then I say, Shaganvu, and he was proven to be the thief. So that's Tayyantainis Ganif Mamish. Mishal Tashumi Kefil, you pay Kefil. Let's say instead of being proven to be a liar, he admitted it himself. Then Mishalim Karen Asham. So far, so good. Ketani Mias, you see from here that Betoyin Tainis Ganef, that by Betoyin Tainis Ganef, Mishalim Tashlumi Kefel, do you pay Kefel? I am Betoyin Tainis Ovad, but if you claim that it was lost, Loy Mishalim Tashlumi Kefel, there is no Kefel. Now, if you're Betoyin Tainis Ganef, and also you see from here that Betoyin Tainis Ganef is true. It's like the Gemara is like reviewing. Let's just review. And Betoyin Tainis Ganef only works if you swear, meaning, if I go over to Gavin, who's my Shimer, and I say, hey, can I have my watch back? And you're like, it was stolen. And I was like, really? All right, that stinks. And then witnesses come and prove that he's a liar. There is no kefil, because you never swore. You need to claim that it was stolen and swear under oath. Okay. Fine. So far, so good. There's Tanin Tanis Ganef. You need to swear. There's no such thing as Tanin Tanis Ovet. How do I know this? Now let me explain this next Gemara. It's very easy once I tell you this fact. If you don't know this fact, this Gemara will make no sense. But there's two Psukim, okay? Shmois Perichov Beis Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zayin. They're Psukim right next to each other. I'll go with the second Pasuk first. This is not in your Gemara. This is just in my Gemara has a Psukim. The second Pasuk says, Im If they do not find the thief, He's brought to the judges. If he's not the thief, then he's innocent, but if he is the thief, he's pays kefil. That second pasuk is toyentainis ganav for sure. The gemara is going to prove that that second pasuk is for sure toyentainis ganav. The pasuk before, what is it referring to? The pasuk before it says lishmar I give something to watch. It's stolen. If the ganav is caught, he pays kefil. The second pasuk is toyentainis ganav for sure. The first pasuk is a machlokes. It's either toyntainis ganav, and I have two pesukim about toyntainis ganav, or it's not toyntainis ganav. It's he stole it, <laughs> right? Toyntainis ganav is I claim it was stolen, then I'm proven liar. The other one is just I stole. So the second pasuk is for sure toyntainis ganav. The first pasuk is either toyntainis ganav, and then what do I need both for? Or it's an actual ganav. Then how do I know this for? And that's what we're going to be doing. We're just going to two pesukim, and then we're just going to. Back and forth. It won't take too long. Let's run through it. Minanimili, how do I know this? Let's go to the first Pasuk first. Again, the second Pasuk is Tony Ganif. The first Pasuk is debatable. Pasuk says, that you pay Kefil. Says the Gemara, 
I believe this is the first opinion in the first b'risa. The first b'risa says, the first pasuk is talking about toyin ganef, you pay kefal. If you say that it's talking about a case where the shaymer claims that it was stolen, and then he actually stole it. Or perhaps it's not toyin ganef, it's talking about a regular thief. Right? The pasuk is either talking about a toyin ganef, where I give it to Gavin to watch, he claims it was stolen, but he actually stole it, or it could be a ganef. He breaks into my house, no shimer, and just steals it from me. So the Gemara says the first pasuk is talking about toyin tainas ganav. Maybe it's actually talking about a regular case of theft. Look at the second pasuk, and the second pasuk tells you what the first pasuk's about. The second pasuk is toyin tainas ganav, so the first pasuk is toyin tainas ganav. Now, by the way, two issues with this. I give it to a shimer to watch. He claims it was stolen, but he actually stole it. As opposed to a ganef, which is a guy breaks into my house in the middle of the night and, 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 and steals from me. So we're saying, how do I know the first pasuk? How do I know the first pasuk is talking about Tainus Ganef? Because the second pasuk is talking, ta- talking about Tainus Ganef. So they're probably talking about the same thing. Which, by the way, is like the Gemara never does that. The Gemara always says, well, if the second is talking about this, then the first. Fine. But the point is, we have two pasukim talking about Tainus Ganef. Two issues with this. The Gemara's instant problems. Why do I need both? And where's the source that a regular Ganef pays Kefal? Right? If both Sukim about Kefal talk about Hatoyin Tainas Ganav, which is a Shoimer that claims under oath, blah, 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 blah. how do I know that if a guy, old school thief, breaks into my house in the middle of the night, no swearing, no oath, no shmir, just snam, classic old school, good old fashioned Geneva, how do I know that that's Kefal either? If both Sukim are talking Hatoyin Tainas Ganav, I no longer have a source for, for Geneva. That's the end of today's daf. We'll deal with that tomorrow. But these two Sukim are talking about Hatoyin Tainas Ganav. How do I know? Because the second person is Hatoyin Tainas Ganav, so I'm going the First pasuk is Tanya Tanis Ganav. Tani Yidach. We have another brayser that disagrees. That says the first pasuk in Yotzei Ganav beGanav Asma Kasman Daber. The second brayser disagrees. The first pasuk is not Tanya Tanis Ganav. It's a regular theft. How do I know the first pasuk is not talking about Tanya Ganav like the first brayser says? Kishoi Mirim Lo Yotzei Ganav. We'll look at the second pasuk. The second pasuk is for sure Tanya Tanis Ganav. Tanya Tanis Ganav Omer. Mani Mekayim Yotzei Ganav beGanav Asma Kasman Daber. The second price says, what do I need both Pesukim to talk about the same thing for? If the second Pesuk is Tain Tainas Ganef, that means the first Pesuk is a regular Ganef. The second price, I think, is a lot easier to, to, to swallow. The second Pesuk is a Tain Tainas Ganef, which means the first Pesuk is not talking about the same thing. It's talking about a Ganef Atzma. Now, universally, both prices accept that the second Pasuk is talking about a Toyin Tainus Ganef. That's universally accepted. The Machlekes is, what is the first Pesuk talking about? So the Gemara says, how do I know that the second, why does everyone just assume the second Pasuk is for sure Toyin Tainas Ganef? To Kuli Almamiyas, everyone agrees that the second Pasuk Imloyi Motzi Haganef, but Toyin Tainas Ganef, Akosim Adaber. My Masha, how do you see that in the second Pasuk? Well, Amarava, it's very simple. Imloyi Motzi. Imloyi Motzi, the way you read that is like, you didn't find the thief. But you know what Imloyi Motzi means? Imloyi Motzi means his story is no longer correct. Every Toyin Tainas Ganef, you know what the case is? I give you that tissue box to watch, and I come back and I say, hey, can I have it back? You're like, it was stolen. And then you were proven to be a liar. Lo say your story no longer is found to be accurate. Im lo say if it's not found to be accurate, that's how they saw the Pasuk is talking about Tain Tainas Ganef. Just think about it. If the Pasuk is talking about a regular Ganef, what's the Pasuk saying? If you don't find the thief, but if you find him, like, okay, whatever. Obviously, the Pasuk has to tell me if you find the thief. 
Imloyimotse means if his story is not accurate, meaning he's a shoimer, he gives you a, a kakamini story that it was stolen from him. If it's not accurate, he pays. Imloyimotse, meaning kamosha omar, his, his story doesn't, is not found to be accurate. Elishahu my ganav. It means he himself stole it. Shalim yishalim. Now, we said another halacha, that's why we're going through this, is that toyin is ganav, which is what the second pasuk is for talking about, he also has to swear. If the, if the shoimer does not swear, he does not pay kefil. How do you see that in the Pasuk? Because the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says that you bring the shoimer to court. Now that, that Elohim is not God, it's, it's, it's judges. Now that could be one of two ways. It means I could just take him to court, or it means he swears under oath. How do I know that Elohim means that he swears under oath? Maybe it just means you bring him to court. It says over here, and it says it says the v'shalach over here, and it says v'shalach by a shomer sacher. A shomer sacher definitely has to swear. So if a shomer sacher has to swear to exempt himself, so to over here it's talking about a case of oath. Afkan shvua. Okay, so we have just to summarize, and we're just going to ping pong back and forth the next few minutes. We'll finish up. Uh, we, we just to summarize, we have two pesukim. The second pasuk is for sure talking about toyin tanis ganav. The first pasuk, according to the first brayse, is also talking about toyin tanis ganav. Or the second brayse says the first pasuk is talking about ganav atzma, a regular thief. So the Gemara says, The second brayse is beautiful. One pasuk is talking about a thief. And one pasuk is talking about I cover all my bases. But if you go with the first brisa that both psukim are talking about what do you need two psukim for? What do I need two psukim for to tell me the same thing? The answer is one is to tell you that pays kefal, and one is to tell you that only a ganav, but not avad, which means that if I go to the sherman and I say, where's my, where's my watch? And he says it was stolen. He pays kefal, but if he says it was lost, he does not pay kefal. That's what the two psukim tell you. One is tainis ganaf, and one is the, the second time is repeating it, knocking over the head, and saying only tainis ganaf, not tainis ava. Okay. Now, if let's say you darsh in the pasuk the other way, which is one for regular ganaf, one for tainis ganaf, how do you know that there is no kefal by tainis ovad? You don't have the extra pasuk to tell you that. The Gemara says. How do I know there is no kefal by Tanis Avad? I don't have an extra pasuk. Is where the Shimer does not claim it was stolen. He doesn't lie about being stolen. He lies that it was it was lost due to an oinus. He says a lightning, a, a, a tsunami came and uh, you know blew it away. Whatever I don't know. Point is, and it was a lie. There's no kefal. Now, he learns it out because of the two psukim are talking about Tain Tanis Ganav. Now, if, let's say, you hold a one psukim is talking about a Ganav, one psukim is talking about Tain Tanis Ganav, how do I know there's no, there's no cave by Tain Tanis Avad? The answer is Ganav HaGanav, the extra hey. The extra hey tells you only the Ganav, not the Avad. So the Gemara says, okay, now go back. The other one who says that you exclude Tain Tanis Avad from the whole psukim, what does he do with the letter hey then? Ulaman da Omar, Trevayi Tain Tanis Ganav. The first opinion that holds that both psukim are talking about Tain Tanis Ganav. And the second pasuk entirely excludes Tainis Ovar. Ganav Haganav Madarish. What does he do with the extra hey? 
The answer is The extra hey tells you that let's say after the Shomer claims that it was stolen, which he lied about, he then slaughtered the animal, he pays Dalit Vehei. How do I know that? Meaning, that not only is there Kefel by Toyin Tainas Ganev, there's Dalit Vehei by Toyin Tainas Ganev. That's learned out from the extra hay. Okay, then go back. Then the second opinion who holds that the hay is to exclude Toyin Tainas Avad, how does he know that there's Dalit Vehei by Lamanda Amrachabe Ganev, Vachabe Toyin Tainas Ganev, the high Ganev, Haganev, Afkilu, Mute Tainas Avad, the Ravchiyabarovim in Olay, how does he know Ravchiyabarovim that there's Toyin Tainas, Toyin Tainas Dalit, that after Toyin Tainas Ganev, if he slaughters the animal, he pays Dalit Behei, he doesn't have the extra hay to tell him that. So how does he know this? Amr Lach HaKeshahu. The answer is, uh, he, uh, according to him, one Pasuk is talking about theft, which has Kefil, which has Dalit Behei. The next Pasuk, literally the next Pasuk, is talking about Toyin Tainas Ganev. The answer is, he knows it from the, the juxtaposition of Pesukim. That's how he knows it from. Like, how do you know that Dalit Vehei applies to Toyin Tainis Ganef? Because it applies to regular theft. And these two psukim are next to each other to tell you that the laws of theft and the laws of claiming of theft by a Shomer are the same. Here's the problem. One more kasha. It's the most obvious question in the world, which is, if you follow the first brisa uh, that both psukim are talking about tain tainis ganef, there is no source that a regular thief pays kefil. Every pasuk is talking about this random case of a shomer who claimed that it was stolen. He was a liar. He was a thief. How do you know that a regular old school thief that breaks into your house and now he pays kefil? So you'll say, learn it out from the shomer case. Here's the problem: the shomer case, he has to swear under oath. The thief that breaks into your house at night does not have to swear under oath. I can't learn out from Shoimer, and that'd be more strict than a Shoimer. I can't learn out from Shoimer that say, oh, just like Shoimer pays Kefil, so to this pays Kefil, when I can't do it because a Shoimer pays Kefil only when he swears under oath falsely. A regular thief, it pays Kefil always. So how can I learn out from Shomer and then be more strict than a Shomer? So the Gemara says, How do you know this Kefil by a regular thief? Which one is more Which one is more of a thief? The thief is more of a thief than the Tain Tainas Ganev is more than a thief. The problem is you can't do that. Why? Because the case of a Shomer, if you're learning out from a Shomer, a from a Shomer, a Shomer only pays Kefil when he swears under oath. A thief doesn't have to swear under oath falsely. You catch him, he pays Kefil. So the Gemara says, So what's the source? We'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow because this is a long brace to go into. Yeah.